Hello, and welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host slash hormone health coach, femme educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. This week, we are talking about cycle syncing your workouts, specifically Pilates. I have a Pilates app, Spring to Life Method Cyclical Pilates, where I drop phase-specific flows each month for each phase of your menstrual cycle to help you optimize your energy and your results from your workouts. We are going to talk about the how and the why of this, and you will be able to take this information and apply it to other types of exercise as well. So perhaps you're into cardio, you like HIIT workouts. Uh, you are going to learn when the best time to integrate those forms of exercise into your routine during your cycle is. Um, and maybe you will get the nudge to try some Pilates because it truly is amazing. Mind, body, soul, um, it just is amazing. I'm <laughs> obviously partial, but let's just dive in. I would like to preface this discussion by acknowledging something that I think a lot of women have experienced or dealt with or are still uh, kind of struggling with at this point. And it is um, this relationship with exercise and how much we should be doing. I think a lot of times the mentality is more is more. I personally come from a background as a professional ballet dancer. So from the age of 12, on through my mid twenties, I was training intensely on a daily basis. Um, and I thought that I had to continue pushing myself, uh, daily, um, whether it was in my actual ballet training or in cross training in order to achieve the best results. Um, and you know, this is especially for, um, competitive athletes, um, people on the professional track in the ballet world, there is an element where you do really have to, um, have the mentality where you are able to push through, but there is also so much value in the rest and in the restorative movement that is often overlooked. Um, I think especially by perhaps older generations, I have burned in my mind the phrase pain is weakness leaving the body because it was printed out in word out word art and <laughs> posted above the mirror in the ballet studio where I trained during my high school years. And I really, I remember taking that to heart. I know I took it to heart because I pushed myself to the extremes. Did I get results initially? Yes. I improved immensely. I became competitive very quickly. But in the long run, it was not necessarily uh, valuable to me because I didn't really know how to rest, especially as I got older and did really start to, well, I didn't really have a regular cycle, but I was very out of tune with the cycle of my body and where I was at. So if I was feeling really fatigued one day, it was just incredibly frustrating because I couldn't perform at the level that I was expecting myself to. And it just felt like a failure rather than um, knowing that that was a place for maybe to me to maybe reroute my energy into something that would be more productive at that point in time. 
So for example, I really, I really love this story as an example. I was a young professional. I think I was 20 years old dancing with the San Diego ballet and we had some, uh, there was a couple, uh, on visa from Russia that was dancing with us. And, um, you know, I had some compassion for the female in this couple because I could tell she had some real struggles like assimilating with American culture and just kind of like dealing with the vibes that we had in our company probably wasn't exactly what she was expecting coming from the background that she did. But something that was so shocking was that whenever she got her period every month, she would not show up to work. And at this point we were on a six day a week schedule. We only had Mondays off and we were expected to show up and perform every single day, taking hour and a half class and then four to six hours of rehearsal afterwards. And she would just opt to not show up. And that really, it, it wasn't an option, <laughs> you know, it was not something that we were ever presented with as an option. And to the rest of the women in the company, we were just like, who does she think she is? But we came to find out that culturally in Russia, that is really the norm where when you start your cycle, you are allowed to take a day or two to rest and take care of yourself. And then you come back, you know, on day three, when it's, when you're ready, um, which at the time I did not understand. I had no comprehension for this, but now it makes so much sense because I know that can be really counterproductive to be pushing yourself really hard during the first couple of days of your cycle during your bleed, because the energy is not just not there. You're not going to get the results that you want. And it's just, it becomes frustrating for you. And especially if you're working in a group uh, environment for everyone in the group, it just becomes frustrating. Um, so looking back, I have even more respect for her uh, making that decision, making that choice for her body. And it has been a great reminder for me as I've moved into this space to really be respectful of my body during that time and take the time and the rest that I need. So that being said, I want to dive into discussing how to cycle sync your Pilates. So last week I went over how to start cycle syncing, which I really got into the details of the four phases of your menstrual cycle. So I'm not going to go super in depth. If you want to get that, you can go back and listen to last week's episode, but we're going to kind of go over the main points and how your exercise and your movement should fluctuate throughout your cycle. Um, and something that I like to say is that your hormones fluctuate, so should your exercise. It doesn't have to be the same every single day. And I think that was um, something that I kind of fell into as well. And I know a lot of other people do too. I've worked in fitness now for quite a long time since ending my dance career. Um, but I would pick something and that was the thing that I had to do every day. And because I was constantly chasing, um, results and a number on the scale and a look in the mirror, I would choose hot yoga or I would choose spin, or, um, I would try to run outside every single day. <laughs> and, um, while that's good at certain points in the cycle, it's not necessarily sustainable every single day during your cycle. So let's start at the beginning in your menstrual cycle, your hormones, your estrogen, your progesterone are at their lowest. 
your body is doing a lot of work internally to shed the uterine lining. One of my favorite analogies that I ever heard is that your body is literally doing like internal surgery. So if you think of yourself going into surgery, um, like traditional surgery, you're not going to jump out of bed and go run a marathon right away. Chances are you're going to take some time to recover. So if you think of your period in that same way, it's shedding your uterine lining. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of work happening internally. You need to allow your body time to rest and recover. Um, I recently read something, um, that it, it, like I, I've, fielded questions about this a lot too, where people are like, well, I've always heard that you should go do a hard workout to kind of push that fatigue away. Or like I can push through my workouts during my period. And sometimes I, I hit my highest numbers or my best goals or whatever the thing is. Um, and that may be true, but chances are because your estrogen and progesterone are so low, you're relying on stress hormones. So it's not necessarily coming from the correct place energetically. So while you may be able to perform at that point in time, you're going to experience that uh, kind of come down or the fatigue later. You're going to have uh, it's going to take longer for you to recover, or you may kind of burn out uh, a little sooner during your follicular phase if you're constantly pushing yourself during your menstrual phase. So, you know, it's really not that long of a time. Periods are generally between three and seven days, five being the average. So especially the first two days or so, allow yourself time to rest, restorative movement, yin yoga, active stretching, walking, things like that are so nourishing for your body at this point in time. And, you know, chances are you're also feeling like some tenseness some muscle tension. So this is a great time to just spend some time with your body, get into some deep stretches, um, really focus on your breath and allow, you know, some space, create some space. So within the spring to life method with cyclical Pilates, this is where our lengthened flows come into play. So length and flows, uh, I do them in two styles. We have active stretching, which is just as it sounds, there's a little bit more movement involved. There is a little bit uh, quicker pace to it. We might get into a little bit of ab work, um, but the focus is mainly on lengthening, creating space, stretching the hips, stretching the back of the legs, opening up tight neck and shoulders and mid back. So even if we are activating muscles, we're focusing on creating length. And that's the beautiful thing about Pilates is that it's stretch and strengthen at the same time. It's always a two-way stretch. So we've got active stretch, and then we've got yin lengthen, which is more focused on the deep breathing. If you think of like yin yoga, that is what you get in this yin lengthen flow. We're gonna be holding our poses, our stretches for a little bit longer, five to eight breaths, really focusing on the diaphragmatic breathing because that is also helping to activate your parasympathetic nervous system and bringing you into this really restful state where your body can repair. So I really love incorporating a few of those flows during the menstrual phase because you're still moving your body. It doesn't always have to be about building up this intense sweat. Um, you have to start to think about 
what your body really needs versus what you think your body should need. I always tell my clients, tell my students, tell my app subscribers when you come to the mat, especially if you aren't um, super in tune with your cycle yet, ask yourself, what does my body need right now? What is my body craving versus what do I think that it should need? Um, And a lot of times those are two different things. So once you move out of your period, out of your menstrual phase, we move into the follicular phase and this is your like inner spring. So you think of things budding, the energy is starting to rise. Your estrogen is starting to rise. Uh, so your energy is also starting to rise. And so here you want to start to just listen to what your body is telling you. This is where our strength and flows come in. So strength and flows are rooted in traditional mat Pilates. Um, there is nothing better than a mat workout in my opinion. Um, and a lot of times the strength and flows, I get the feedback that they are harder than the defined flows, which we're going to talk about next. Um, but that is purely because it is so focused on your core. Pilates is all about moving from your center out. So you have to have a strong core. So again, we're focusing on diaphragmatic breathing. So it is still great for activating your parasympathetic nervous system and bringing awareness into your body, um, getting you out of your head, into your body, uh, relieving anxiety, but you're also building strength, core strength, upper body strength, leg strength, and working on flexibility. So sometimes we incorporate um, some ball of angles, like wrist and ankle weights into these flows, um, maybe a TheraBand or even a, like a hand towel to give a little extra resistance. And there are three different types of strength and flows that I release each month. We've got the mat, which is the longest workout. It's anywhere from like 40 to 50 minutes long. Um, and that is going to be like the foundations of your Pilates practice. I also release a crescent strengthen, which is usually around 15 minutes, which you'll get a full body workout, just kind of condensed down. And then right in the middle, I release a full moon strengthen as well, which is usually around 30 minutes. And that'll usually incorporate some of the principles that I worked on in the crescent strengthen, but just expanding upon those ideas. So these strengthen flows are excellent for your follicular phase as you start to feel that energy coming back following your period. You will probably notice in your follicular phase, because you're approaching your estrogen peak, um, that's when ovulation happens, that you have a lot more energy um, at the further away from your period that you move. And that is where define flows come in. So define flows are for the end of your follicular phase and during your ovulatory phase. During your ovulatory phase is when you get that estrogen peak, so you get that energetic peak. You are just, this is like when you feel the most sociable, the most extroverted. Um, It's a great time to go out and try a new exercise class. Um, And this is where those defined flows come in. So these are Pilates-based circuits incorporating weights. So my favorite is the slow burn Pilates circuit, defined circuit. Um, And in this one, I usually use a 10 pound ball of power ring. You can use a 10 pound dumbbell, whatever you have. If you're not feeling 10 pounds, you wanna go down, that's great. But what we do is usually like five to seven different exercises. 
and we'll do them nice and slow, get the burn, make sure we're activating the correct muscles. Um, and you can move through it one to three times, depending on how you're feeling, how much of a workout you want. But during your late follicular and your ovulatory phase, because your energy, your hormones are at their highest, you are going to see the most benefits from these higher intensity workouts with the best recovery time. So that is why they are placed right there in the middle. We also have a full moon cardio circuit uh, defined flow, which uses lighter weights. I'll use like my ball of bangles, wrist and ankle weights, and my three pound hand weights. This one is set to music. So we do um, kind of, I like think of it as like my jazz class warm up with weights, like a little bit of jazzercise. Um, but it's so fun just to like move to the beat, get your sweat on. This one again is gonna be like 20 to 30 minutes long. You don't have to push yourself for an hour long workout in order to get a good workout. You can get a great workout in 20 to 30 minutes. And I also think that honestly, that's where our attention span is a lot of the time. So you wanna be putting your best effort into it. So choosing something that is uh, a good amount of time, like it's not too brief, but it's not too long. You're getting a great workout and you're getting a great burn. And honestly, 20 to 30 minutes of dance cardio is is plenty because you're going to feel it by the end and you're also going to get the most benefit out of it. So once you exit your ovulatory phase, which is very fleeting, and this is the other thing that is important to remember, your ovulatory phase is, you. I mean, you ovulate on one day, but you have a fertile window that is maybe five to seven days long and you can kind of pinpoint this when you start to track your cycle and check your uh, cervical mucus biomarkers. But that means that you're really only pushing yourself really hard in your workouts, or I shouldn't say pushing yourself really hard. You're only choosing the most intense workouts for that window of like five to seven days. It is not the entire month where you are choosing the highest intensity workouts. You're doing less in order to achieve more. So once you leave your ovulatory phase, we move into the luteal phase which is our inner autumn, our estrogen is starting to decline, our progesterone is picking up. So here, um, you know, you might wanna incorporate another slow burn circuit, but generally speaking, you're gonna be moving into more strengthened flows again. So more of just those strength building mat flows. As you get closer and closer to your period, you might feel more fatigued. If you tend to get PMS, you know, that's that time. And that definitely means that we can be working on our hormones, right? Because we shouldn't be having painful uh, periods with a lot of symptoms. But you do want to honor your energy. So if you're feeling like a little bit slower, then you start to incorporate those length and flows in again as you approach your period. So you start to taper off the intensity the closer you get to your period. And then you uh, start your next period and you're in your lengthen flows again. And it just comes back around, lengthen, strengthen, define, strengthen, lengthen. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it works. So if you kind of think about how I discussed the different intensities of exercise, you can now think about, okay, if I want to go to like Barry's boot camp or I want to do this HIIT workout, I'm going to try and schedule it um, at the end of my follicular phase or in my ovulatory phase. 
Um, if I'm going to do a spin workout, same thing. Um, and you know, this can be, I think a hard thing, especially if we have like kind of tenuous relationships with exercise, this can be a hard thing to back off of, but I can attest that I have seen in my body and in the bodies of other people as well in the bodies of my clients you can be pushing yourself so hard in your workouts day in and day out and not seeing the needle move in the direction that you want it to. Maybe you feel like you're not losing weight. Your body's just holding on to it. You feel really puffy or inflamed. Um, you're injuring yourself. You've got chronic pain in your joints, things like this. Because you're not timing those high intensity workouts properly. So the points in your cycle where I talked about kind of laying off the intensity and kind of pulling back and just doing what feels good in your body, that's when your body is going to react um, with a more inflammatory response. So if you're doing really high intensity spin workouts and HIIT workouts in your late luteal phase and in your during your period, you're going to be triggering these inflammatory responses in your body. You're putting your body into this fight or flight state where it doesn't want to let go <laughs> of you know that excess weight that it's holding on to or you're triggering this inflammatory response where um you know maybe you're feeling a little puffy that is what you kind of want to start to pay attention to uh i know that in the periods of in my life when i have been doing consistently high intensity workouts i've been the most frustrated with my body because i just felt like puffy and inflamed and like you know, you'd get an initial result and then it would just like plateau. And when I started to really, number one, release my attachment to the result. And number two, really just pay attention to what my body wanted versus what I thought it wanted or versus what my friends were doing. Um, every day uh, working at a spin studio was really difficult because I saw everybody doing spin constantly. Um, and I just, you know, I would try to keep up. I didn't feel like I could do it as consistently as everybody else, but I would also observe people that were coming, you know, sometimes twice a day, um, multiple days a week. They were not necessarily in the best shape. Perhaps they can, you know, keep up in the spin class, but they were not also seeing the results that they wanted to see in their body. And, you know, this is why, because we are triggering inflammatory responses with our workouts rather than kind of holding back a little bit. Less can be more. Do less, achieve more. That's my mantra. Um, and with all of this, I think walking is just so valuable as a form of movement. Even if you're not getting on your mat and doing Pilates, going for a walk outside, exposing yourself to sunlight, getting fresh air, moving your body in that way is very beneficial. Um, the more walking I've incorporated into my routine, um, the, the better I feel. It can be a little fatiguing sometimes I have three energetic dogs, so they require a lot of exercise and it can feel like a drag sometimes be like, okay, I have to walk another four miles today. Um, and I'm not saying you have to walk four miles, 10,000 steps a day though is around four miles. And that is kind of like the goal. But if you can incorporate those steps 
and then just spend a little bit of time each day, every other day, moving your body in a way that feels good, I will bet you that you will start to see the results that you are looking for. Um, So I hope that this was enlightening in terms of how to adjust your exercise with your cycle. If you are curious about cycle syncing Pilates and trying the Spring to Life Method Cyclical Pilates app, I'm going to link that in the show notes. So with that, we get you get seven phase-specific flows each month, and sometimes I throw in a bonus flow as well. Um, two lengthen flows, three strengthen flows, two defined flows, plus everything that's already in the on-demand library. So there are, let's see, November, December, January. By the time this comes out, there will be almost 30 flows in the on-demand library already, and then adding seven more each month. The cool thing about this app is that you also get DM access to me. So if you have questions about anything, um, you can DM me directly. There's also some message boards where you can post questions. Uh, You also get resources and cycle trackers in order to help you to fine tune your cycle syncing of your workouts with your specific flow, your individual flow. Um, And it's just, uh, it's my favorite thing. I have some clients that have been with me since before I had the app when it was just a membership website. They've been with me for like two years now and they just love being able to move their body cyclically. And I've gotten the feedback from a lot of them that they have pulled back a little bit in the intensity of their workouts, especially in their luteal phase, in their menstrual phase, and they feel better and they appreciate moving their body more um, and they enjoy moving their body more. So if this is something that sounds intriguing to you, I would invite you to check out the link in the show notes. I'd be so happy to uh, welcome you into the app. And um, yeah, I can't wait to hear your feedback. Um, I would love to hear your stories about exercise, any, um, you know, those tenuous relationships with exercise that we may have, um, please, my DMs are always open on Instagram to share and discuss. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Spring to Life podcast. Please check out the show notes for the resources mentioned in this episode. I will be linking my Spring to Life Method Cyclical Pilates app. And if you learned something new or if you resonated with this conversation, please share. Tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm at spring to life method and at slm.cyclicalpilates. Leave a five-star review or simply share this episode with a girlfriend because all women deserve to know their superpower.